Welcome to How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Heron. On this podcast, I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is, and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Well, hello, writers. Welcome to episode number 370 of How Do You Write? I'm Rachel Heron. So glad that you are here with me today as I am talking to Caitlin Duncan about the power of writing with friends. And you know, I love talking about that. So, um, and she's just a delight. So please stick around for the interview section and what is going on around here. Um, oh, Rachel says plan is about to get underway. And this is going to be an ongoing thing. I talked about it in the last mini episode, but Rachel says plan is going to be an ongoing monthly thing where it's a Patreon level of $25 a month and up. And we are going to plan our writing and we're going to be accountable to each other in Slack. I will give you PDFs to play with and to write all over. And there will be one Q&A a month just for members of this. And I want to thank some people who have joined Patreon in order to take advantage of this. They have either joined or upped their pledge in order to be part of this. And I'm so excited. So thank you to Donna and Lori and Mary and Lisa and Cheryl and Tuomas and Dahlia and Carol and Mariah and Kylo and Anne-Marie and Tracy and Linda and Andrea. Wow. Okay. And the thing I love about this is that so many, not all, not all, but so many of these names are people that I have worked with in the past in different um, things. They have been in my classes or I have coached them back when I was coaching. And this is the closest you can get to coaching with me right now because I just don't coach anymore. But there's going to be some coaching in this. It's going to be hanging out and talking about writing. So it's already fun over in the Slack. So if you are interested, you are not too late to join before July starts, or even if you hear this into mid-July, join and make a plan. Uh, Basically this whole thing, Rachel says plan is about planning and failing and then replanning, learning how to do that with kindness and sweetness and productivity, really uh, my superpowers. So please come along to that if you would like to. And thank you to all the new members. I cannot wait to do this with you. It's going to be so fun. Uh, What else is going on? I am diligently working on uh, the last little bits of the memoir rejiggering. It's about to go to my agent. I'm just waiting actually for a beta reader feedback. I don't often use beta readers. You will hear me talk about that. I don't trust beta readers. Normally I want... um, I want my agent usually to be the first to read my stuff. She is kind of a beta reader, but I do have a couple in my back pocket. I have my partner who is an excellent reader because she just doesn't pull any punches, which sometimes I wish she would, Uh, but she's an excellent reader and she loves genre fiction and she loves, actually she loves all fiction and she's just got a great head for story. And she's been talking about story structure and character development with me for long enough that she can really address those things. Also, one of my very best friends and fellow writers, we have been pals for so long that she is one of those people that I shoot it over to when I just think, I need a reality check. I have been staring at this too long. Is it any good or have I killed it dead just by ripping at its seams for too long? So um, I am waiting to hear back from her and then it'll be off my desk and that'll be fun. And what else am I doing? Oh, I'm working on sending out the next Patreon essay, which is about journaling 
which is about the way I fall back into journaling. Like some people fall off of the edges of boats when they scuba dive just easily. They Some people fall out of airplanes because they're so used to doing it. I fall back into journaling. So that's the essay I am going to finish up today, I think, and send out. Um, and that's what's been going on around here. We have a house guest and that's been delightful and also a little bit upsetting to my little nervous system because I am just, I am so used to, to just being with me and Lala and that's it. And the dog and even having one extra body in the house is, is just something that I need to try not to over control. So I am practicing with that. Um, and I know people who often had have people in and out of their houses. You absolutely do not understand what I'm talking about right now, but yeah, it's, it's a place of work for me. Um, it's work I like to do. And I really enjoy this person who is staying with us. So that's nice. Um, all right. Let us jump into the interview with that. And here is Caitlin's bio. Caitlin Duncan is an award-winning, multi-published author of adult and young adult fiction and has ghostwritten over 40 novels for children and adults. When she's not writing, she's obsessing over many, many television series and hanging out on YouTube where she shares her writing process and all the bookish things. So please enjoy this interview. Please get some of your own writing done and then come tell me about it. And here we go. Well, I am so pleased to welcome you to the show and see you again. Will you please share your name and your pronouns with us? Absolutely. I'm Caitlin Duncan and my pronouns are she, her. Yay. It has been a while since we talked. Um, and the last time we talked, you were putting together a new book. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that book? Yes, I now, do. I also have, I have visuals now. Oh, the fabulous. successful hybrid author. Um, you are so generous to chat with me about your process of being a hybrid author and everything. And um, this was just so fun to write. I had a couple other authors involved and I also like poured my, my feelings into the book as well, being a hybrid author and just giving opportunity for authors to uh, sort of go different ways um, to benefit themselves in like an author first mentality. What I love is that you wrote this so that I can send people to the book when they're like, oh, what is a hybrid author? Will you please tell us what a hybrid author is? And then we will, well, first of all, we'll say it is not a hybrid publisher. Hybrid publishers yes. are often scams and everyone knows how I feel about hybrid publishers. Um, you can come at me and I will stand up for it. Hybrid authors <laughs> are delicious. So what is a hybrid author? They really are. Um, so basically the hybrid author is anyone, any author who has published or is publishing uh, sort of in both traditional and uh, indie paths. So there's so many different ways you could be a hybrid author. That's why I sort of wrote the book to, to outline a bunch of situations. And um, because I myself sort of got burnt out with trad um, and I really didn't know where to go from there. So this, um, I hope this book helps a lot of people in terms of if you're indie and things aren't going well, you can go into trad and vice versa um, to try to get some money for your books. <laughs> I've, I've got the typical standard questions that I ask everybody that we'll probably get to. But um, before that, I want to go back to because people will be hearing this and going, wait, wait, I want more. How did and because people have heard how I have felt burned out uh, by trad. How did you feel burned out by traditional publishing? Um. I had been publishing from 2013 through 2020 with the trad publisher 
And it was a digital first imprint of, um, it was first Harlequin, then HarperCollins. So meaning that my books came out digitally first, no guarantee of a paperback or audiobook. Um, and because it was digital first, it like, it was such a whirlwind. So like, as soon as I could get a book out, they would publish it and then get the next one. And I was on like this, like ongoing treadmill and we were switching genres and I didn't really have a lot of great advice. I was orphaned yeah. seven times seven in that amount of time, times. seven times. Some of oh. them lasted like one month. <laughs> and then I was just like, huh, okay. Uh, um, and or- I mean, orphaned is when you're, um, when your editor leaves the company. Yes. And so now, now there's nobody at the publisher who loves your book. You're suddenly, yes, there's, you don't have a mom anymore. <laughs> I know. I know it's, it's really awful, but it's definitely hardened me up a bit. Yeah. Um, and then I was doing really well writing women's fiction uh, because it's very marketable in the trad space. And in 2020, I suffered from burnout, which a lot of us did, um, sort of feeling the effects of the world. And I thought to myself, I couldn't write. And like, if I was going to write again, it's, it would be those types of books. Cause th- those were not like the books of my heart. Yeah. Um, so I ended up jumping on with, um, two writer friends in the morning, um, like 5am and we started writing again and I decided to write thrillers. Um, and I didn't want to sell them to my publisher. So, um, yeah, so that's sort of how I went indie. And then I wrote take back your book, which was my like rights reversion book. Yes. Um, because I had the rights back on some of my books. And um, I love that process. I love being able to like play with them now and give them like fresh life. Um, so it was just definitely like too much all at once. And I just it wasn't where I wanted it to be emotionally uh, with my stories. So are you still catching? Are you still writing with those friends? I am. So do you still do it early? I in the am. Morning? It's. Yeah. It's funny. You said that. And I'm like, wait, it's been like almost three years at this point. Um, So I write with Sasha Black, who you know very well. Um, I didn't know you wrote with Sasha. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, And then my friend, Katie, Katie Carroll, um, who actually lived near me. So um, not near enough to meet up as often as we'd like, but yeah. I know. I know Katie Carroll's name just from Sasha mentioning her, you know? Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So you still meet up and you write over Zoom? Yep. Yeah. Yep. That is so flipping cool. And it just goes to show. So are you still um, writing, producing, and and wanting to be in the thriller realm? Yes. So my first book, another visual for your YouTube yes, please, because I watch your show on, on YouTube. Uh, Her Buried Lives is my debut adult thriller that came out October of 2022. Um, and I'm writing my next one, which I'm hoping will be out this fall. Um, but we'll see. It's been like a process. So yeah, I plan on probably putting out at least four before doing any more switching of genres. (laughs) Um, and I have, I have a lot of ideas and I'm, I'm really loving it. I'm loving, um, the opportunity to explore like darker themes and, um, this book I actually queried, um, in 2021 and it went over pretty well, but no one wanted to buy it. It was one of those like unarketable ones, um, which, you know, <laughs> I know very well. Um, so yeah. yeah, so I decided 
to now it was like a, a reckoning with myself. It's like, all right, I'm just going to do indie for now. I'll never say no to trad, but for right now, it's just, it's just all me. Oh, that's so, 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 so cool. I love that. All right. So you write with, um, your two friends often where, yes. where else, and how do you get their writing done? Um, that's mostly it. Um, yeah. because I do work full time, yeah. uh, outside of being an author. So those between five and seven in the morning, Monday through Friday, that's like my time. That is enough writing. Time. That's it. That's it all is. You need. It really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because when I was sort of more full time after, um, I had my child's, um, fortunately I got to stay home for a bit. That's when I started ghostwriting. Um, it's, that was a Parkinson's law when you have like eight hours, yes. you just spread it out. And now I, you know, working again, the two hours in the morning, I'm very dedicated and I get everything done that I need to. I literally write fewer books now that I work full-time as a writer. It's just, and you hear that yeah. over and over and over and over again. That just happens. Um, wait, I've yeah. got to go back to, I've got to go back to process and I've never asked Sasha about this. So I'm going to ask you, cause I love this idea. What happens on the zoom? Talk us through the zoom. Do you have a little chit chat? Does um, somebody like Sasha yell that now it's time to write? Do you have competitions? Are you in? Oh, right. What are you, what are you doing in there? So I'm not, I, I my competition is very low. Um, and she knows that we don't really compete. <laughs> Um, but sometimes that, like that a her so competition sad, a sure. little bit. <laughs> yeah. She does have someone she writes with this high competition. So that's, that's fine. Uh, typically we'll chat, um, you know, over the past three years sprinting together, we've got to know each other personally, professionally. Um, so we'll sort of talk about what's going on and our wins and our, our lows. And we jump right in. Um, typically it's sort of back and forth, depending on who's like the dedicated, like, all right, let's go just depends on that morning, but usually we're, we do like two to three sprints, um, together. And that goes to show the power of just community, meeting people, making friends and somebody saying, Hey, you want to do this? And you say, Oh, okay, we'll try it. And then it just, it works. It works. Yes. So cool. What is your biggest challenge when it comes to writing? Um, I probably say working with my brain. If that makes sense, Uh, we had talked about um, ADHD and I have a recent diagnosis and um, that for me was really nice, actually, to like understand that I need certain things. Um, And, you know, because part of my burnout with Chad was um, just writing so fast, not giving myself an election time. My election is number one, deliberative number two. They're very slow. They love to be slow. And I used to like, hate, hate that fact. (laughs) But uh, I feel so much better now that I kind of just like go with the flow. I don't procrastinate. I've never been a procrastinator, but um, it's a challenge to be like, to do, want to do all of the things, but I just have to like, take it easy and do like well-filling and then, you know, my process. I feel like understanding the ADHD and also having Clifton Strengths, which is what a bunch of what we're referring to right now is, um, that just that helps so much. It gives you yeah. permission. It gives you exoneration for the stuff you thought you were screwing up in the past. It was just it was just our brains. Not we didn't know yeah. how to work with them. And I think that is so cool. What is yeah. your biggest joy when it comes to writing? Um, 
Because I write sort of fiction and nonfiction, do you mind if I answer for both? Because they're yes. sort of very separate. Totally. Um, so I would say fiction, which I feel like a lot of writers feel, is just like getting that story out of my body. Like, yeah. because it, they live, the characters live in me, the story lives in me, and then like getting it out and like holding my book is like, is such a joy. Um, that just keeps me going. Um, also the voices in my head force me to, so, uh, <laughs> um, and then when it comes to nonfiction, I, I really love, I have high, um, individualization as well. So that could sometimes be a challenge, but I love the books that I write when it comes to nonfiction, because I'm trying to just like help the person reading it. It's not like anything specific. Um, sometimes I write to like myself. Um, it like my past self. And I just love sharing the knowledge of empowerment um, about writing. It's not everything, you know, everyone talks about. There's a lot of stuff behind the scenes and I'm trying to sort of open that, open that gap a little bit from my experience specifically. Oh, so that is that brings such, such good answers for two very different writing processes. And I, I love writing nonfiction slash memoir slash fiction. I love that. I, you know, it just feels good to be able to do all of that. Yes. Can you share a craft tip of any sort with us? Sure. Um, it's one that I sort of intuitively did, um, or do with a lot of my previous books that I really like love to share Mm -hmm. with other writers. So it's probably part save the cat, but it's like that mirror image. So something that I like to do before I write my fiction is to understand the mirror image at the beginning or an image at the beginning and then a mirror of it at the end. And those are like my two flagpoles. Um, And I love being a little like, like if you went back to the beginning, it was probably like almost, I try to make it really close to like a line or a line of dialogue, but it's like totally different after the transformation. So that's my, my little craft tip. Oh, that is I love so doing that because I feel like it's a little sneaky, um, but it also helps me understand the transformation um, as I'm writing it and like sort of, I am a plotter, but you know, I, I like to look for that specific end. It is, it's sneaky in the best way. And it has that deep resonance of satisfaction. Cause like when I yes. nail that myself, it's usually pretty late in a draft. It sounds like you're maybe thinking about this early in a draft. I'm always at the end when I remember <laughs> that a mirror might be nice and it just feels so good. And it's one of those things that like the reader is either going to see and go, oh, that feels good. Or the reader is going to yeah. never see it at all. And it doesn't matter what yeah. whether they remember the beginning or not. That is right. Oh, I love that. What is the kindest thing that anyone's ever done for you in your career, writing career? Um, I have to say it's sort of like an unofficial um, mentor. So Susan Mallory is a women's, very popular women's fiction yeah. novelist. Um, so when I was writing women's fiction, I just wanted some advice and I reached out to her and I never expected to hear back. Uh, but she was super responsive. She gave me some fantastic advice. She told me about Becca Syme. Oh so I have gosh. her to, to, to blame for that. Not blame, but like to, I owe her for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she has just been like, I haven't really 
talked with her in a couple of years, like one-to-one, but she has offered like so much great advice. Anytime I felt like I could just reach out and she'd get back to me within like a day. Um, and I'd like joined her reader group and she like, I did a, um, plotting like Susan Mallory video. Like I did a two-part video on YouTube and she like shared it and it was so, it was so nice. And I always remember her and I always think of that like kindness. Um, and I try to, try to do the same because like that was at that burnout part of my life um in 2020 where like I learned about Clifton strengths and then I was able to write again I don't know where I would be right now if like I didn't do that I mean I probably would write eventually but like Becca Syme and Clifton strengths and like I met Sasha through that and like it's just have you ever so. have you ever thanked her for that? Have you ever reached out and said like, did you know how much my life changed because you were kind? I probably I haven't, but I probably oh. will. I'll do that probably tonight because that's, I bet she would love. I haven't that. thought about it in a while. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm glad I asked. Um, I'm glad I asked. Yes, thank you. <laughs> oh, that's gorgeous. I, I I knew I liked her for a reason. Um, I don't. Yes. What is the kindest thing that you've ever done for yourself as a writer? Um. I have to say, like sticking up for myself, that's probably the kindest thing I could have done. Um, it's definitely like Susan, like it's thrown me on a different trajectory. Um, being able to like advocate for myself because I'm a recovering people pleaser. Um, and like I had that terror of like not having a book contract. Um mm. But I just, I'm so much happier being in control and writing what I love. And um, it was like a really big kindness that I sort of unknowingly did for myself. That is so good. And I really loved your body language in your face when you were saying that. I could see like the softness that came over you. That was really a gift that you have given yourself. Yes. Thank you for sharing. It really has. (laughs) Yeah. What is the best book that you've read recently? And why did you love it? Um, can I give you two fiction? Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. So on, on brand with the theme of the conversation, um, Sasha Ruby Rose new book, uh, Game of Hearts and Heist. So good. Was so good. Um, she calls it what we were talking the other day about like candy floss, like books, like just so like, Oh, so good. Um, it was so fun. And it was such an adventure. Um, yeah. And I really love that. And I I keep bugging her to like, give me the next one. Um, <laughs> and also too, I have to say on a personal note with that, like I was there through the process of her writing it and the ups and downs and stuff. And to see that product, I'm like so proud of her um, for that. I probably should let her know that too, but maybe she'll watch it and, and, uh, and hear that. But she's, she did so well. And she was taking such um, a big that, risk, you know, she was, she wasn't she telling did. anybody what it was about and she didn't tell anybody the name for a long time. And she was yeah. writing what she loved because she needed to feel the passion of her work again. Yes. And it shows in that book. It's Ruby Rowe, Game of mm-hmm. Hearts and Heists and very, very highly recommended. It's very good. Yeah. It's, it's very adult. If anyone's yes, looking at it, <laughs> very sexy, super sexy. Yes. Um, and also too, so my nonfiction is um, is another YouTuber. She's a decluttering expert. So it's uh, Decluttering at the Speed of Life uh, by Dana K. White. Um, mm-hmm. And she's just, she has this method 
that has been like life changing for me when it's like because I I moved over the summer and it was a very emotional move um, and I just took way too much stuff. I we downsized from a house to a townhouse, um, and I just felt like. I don't know if you feel this way. I don't know if it's my ADHD, but like you feel noise from things around you. Yeah, I can't. We it was so last, noisy. We moved last month. And the fact that the dining room is still just like full of boxes is as I lose sleep. over. Yeah, it, it makes me shake. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, so being able to declutter, let go of a lot of stuff. I've actually created more time mm-hmm. in my day uh, because I'm not cleaning, tidying, picking up, doing all these things with stuff that I don't even want. Um, or need. So uh, that's been a big, a big one for me recently. That is, that is like my particular like catnip slash porn. I'm going to go one click back. Cause I was like, I was like, <laughs> Caitlin won't say a book that I haven't read, but I have not read that one. And I'm going to go yeah. <laughs> immediately. So thank you. Yeah. And now will you please tell us about both your most recent novel and nonfiction? Absolutely. So Herberry Lives is my thriller. It's an adult thriller. It's about um, a girl who suffers from a mental illness um, that I may have suffered from. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like to go too far into it, but um, so she is, she's dealing with a very controlling mother and doesn't know much about her past until given the opportunity to go visit their old legacy home. Um, and it's like a creepy secluded Victorian in like an isolated town. Um, and then she finds out like a ton of secrets about her family. Um, it's all good things. Is, all it, fun gothic? Things. Is it kind of like a Gothic thing? It sounds a little gothic No, I, I mean the house itself maybe, yeah. but the, the story is pretty like contemporary. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And your nonfiction. Yep. The Successful Hybrid Author came out in January. Um, and that's just the the jumping off point after Take Back Your Book about Rights Reversion. Rights Reversion is one way you could be a hybrid author. Um, and it's sort of just like outlining my process on how I became a hybrid author and then featuring, you know, lovely authors such as yourself um, and of the conversations that we've had. And they really helped shape the book a lot. And I talked to a whole bunch of other authors and they were so generous to give me, to give me all of the information about, and it's so, it was so crazy because I could have written a very, very, very small book on my process, but this felt very like, like a community book and I made some friendships. So that's always a good thing. So cool. I'm so glad (laughs) that we finally got you on the show. We've had like 75,000 cancellations. Um, and I appreciate your patience and getting to this (laughs) point here today to talk about your books. And it is a joy to talk to you. Thank you so much for being here and on the show. And, uh, where can we find you out there online? Um, you can go to my website, uh, caitlinduncan.com, K-A-T-L-Y-N-D-U-N-C-A-N.com. Thank you, Caitlin. Happy writing to you. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of How Do You Write? 
You can reach me on Twitter, Rachel Heron, or at my website, rachelheron.com. You can also support me on Patreon and get essays on living your creative life for as little as a buck an essay at patreon.com slash Rachel, spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And do sign up for my free weekly newsletter of encouragement to writers at rachelheron.com slash write. Now go to your desk and create your own process. Get to writing, my friends.